Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 28 ask seek knock wake up call 028 ask seek knock i'm your host aj i'm so thankful that you're listening to the faith for my generation podcast or watching facebook instagram youtube glad to have you on uh, if you're listening on the podcast channel on the podcast channel yeah i got it right uh, thankful for the podcast family as well the faithful thankful for everyone that's watching we call you the faithful why do we call you the faithful because you faithfully serve the Lord, you're committed wholly to Him, and uh, you're faithful to listen, but it, that's just a very minor detail. You're faithful to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that's our desire through the Faith for My Generation podcast is to raise up a generation of believers on fire for the things of God. Uh, I want to be able to resource you with as much Bible teaching and Bible study and devotion as possible so that you can live on fire, full of faith, for the Lord. And so I've got a brand new wake-up call for you for this week, whenever you're listening to it. It's wake-up call 028, ask, seek, knock. I want to go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, and read two verses to open up this wake-up call. Matthew 7, verse 7, Jesus says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. I want to go through these three words here and, and, and get a little bit deeper in what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is teaching on prayer. In Matthew 6, the, the disciples ask Christ, Lord, teach us to pray, so he gives them an outline of prayer. It's an outline that many millions of Christians have used to pray. And you don't just have to pray the Lord's Prayer is what we traditionally call it. You don't just have to pray those exact words, but the way I see it, and I've done some teaching on it before, in fact, if you scroll back through previous episodes on the podcast or you go to Gospel Tabernacle Church YouTube page, you can see a series that I taught entitled When You Pray. I did it earlier this year, January of 2022. Depending on when you're listening, you may be listening a year later to this episode. I don't know. But in January of 2022... I did a series, I think it was 13 lessons, 13 teachings entitled, When You Pray. And we go through that model prayer. And so Jesus is teaching about prayer, and He continues to teach about prayer. He continues to teach about you know, important things concerning judging, uh, not allowing worry into your life. And then He gets to this point in Matthew 7, 7, where He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find knock and it will be open to you. As you can see from the title of the wake-up call, Ask, Seek, Knock. I want to look at those three words. The first is ask. Simple three-letter word, ask. Ask implies want, desire. You know, if you're going to receive from the Lord, you actually have, have to have desire attached to your faith. I, I, I've talked about this, mentioned this in the in a previous couple previous episodes and in teaching and on some streaming on TikTok. But faith by nature, Bible faith, real faith 
has within it the ingredient of desire, hunger, want to. And this, without it, it's not real faith. It's not true faith. It's just not. Faith is not just a passing fad. Faith is, just not, is not just a feeling today that's gone tomorrow. You've got to actually sincerely desire and want what God has in store for you. And part of that is getting to a place realizing in humility, if God says this is what I need, I need it. If God's provided it to me by way of salvation, Christ purchased it for me by his blood. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's a benefits package connected to salvation because when Christ came to save you and me, he saved not just our spirit, but our soul and our body. I truly, firmly believe that. He wanted to not just save your spirit from eternal hell and give you the reward of heaven and life eternity, eternal beginning now on the earth, but he wanted to save your marriage, save your family, save your mind, give you peace, give you joy, save your life, your strength, your health, give you provision. So we forget not all the benefits. So you have to come to God desiring, wanting, and that's what the word ask implies. Really, it's a command. Jesus says, ask, and it shall be given to you. And it implies want. It implies desire. Mark 11, verse 24, Jesus is teaching again on prayer, really in faith and confession. And then he gets to verse 24, which is a powerful prayer promise. I would, I would encourage you to commit it to memory. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. So within prayer, you understand there are different types of prayer. And again, referencing that previous series on prayer, uh, I mentioned that there's many different types of prayer. There's a prayer of praise, prayer, prayer of worship. There's the prayer of consecration. Jesus, a good example of that is when Jesus prays, Lord, not my will, but thine will be done. That's a prayer of consecration. Uh, there's the prayer of faith that saves the sick, the book of James says. And there's a prayer of petition. And petition plainly means to ask, to desire. Lord, this is what you say is promised to me as a child of God, as a, as a partaker of this New Testament covenant. This is your will. I see it plainly. It's your will as prescribed by Scripture. And I want that to come to pass in my life. I just believe if you say this is the best for me, that's what I want in my life. And part of receiving from God is having a desire for that. The King James would um, phrase puts it, whatever things you desire when you pray. And I like that. But the Greek word there that is translated ask in some translations, desired in some translations, it simply means to want, to, to cry out for. I must have this. And so part of receiving from God is getting to that place. Lord, I see that this is mine, that you've promised it to me. And so uh, shape me, mold me. If there's anything in me hindering me from receiving this from, from you, help me clean it out because I must have what I'm asking for. It's, a, it's, it's all through the New Testament, the, this, this promise of receiving from God. Be, be bold in your asking. 
Ask big, ask large. Don't ask, don't go in prayer. I've done this before, I'm guilty of it. And I have to, I have to check myself. Don't go in prayer and pray small prayers that in the back of your mind you think, well, honestly, I probably could do this and do that and finagle this and work this and scheme this and get what I'm asking of God. Because that's not real faith, because you already have a plan B before you've asked Him. Ask God for true, powerful prayer promises that when they come to pass in your life, you have to stand back along with everyone else and say, only the hand of God could have accomplished this. Ask boldly. And, and Jesus is teaching in John chapter 15. Uh, I want to encourage you, make sure you're tuning in each Thursday on the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm going to be releasing seven episodes in a mini-series entitled, Who is This Jesus? And the last episode, we're going to get to John 15. It's, it's good teaching. You're, you're going to want to listen to it. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast channel. But in John 15... Jesus is teaching how about he's the how he is the true vine. And he gets to verse 7 and he says this, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you." Ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So the condition, the prerequisite to receiving what I've asked for is that the Word of God abide in me. And when I get the Word in me, I understand the will of the Father, and then I can boldly ask and petition for what I desire. Psalms 37, verse 4, Commit your way into the Lord's, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Some people get hung up with that. But as a Christian, as a believer, I don't have evil desires. And if I do, Lord, I repent and and help me to quickly get rid of them. But the nature of the believer is the renewed, is a new creation reality. 2 Peter 1 is the divine nature of God. So the nature of the believer is not to have evil wants and lusts and desires. If there is some of that, rid yourself of it by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God has put into place a system called prayer by which we can ask God for what we desire. And only a good father would want that because he continues to teaching Matthew 7 and he makes that point. Jesus makes that point. You know, a father who, uh, even, a, even the worst father on the planet who's a sinner. He says, if your son asks for a bread, do you give him a stone or fish, a serpent? And he says, if you being evil can give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the things to those who ask Him? So Jesus is revealing the nature of the Father that He desires to give what you ask of. And there's things that God wants to do in your life, but He will not do them until you receive by faith. And receiving by faith means you're going to have to ask. Because when you ask, it implies By default, I believe I will receive what I'm asking of. The act of asking shows God that you have faith that He'll answer what you've asked, answer the prayer of what you've asked for. Matthew 7 Ask and it shall be given to you. Not sometimes it's given, not God's a, a, a a, a stoplight, sometimes yes, sometimes no, sometimes wait. It doesn't say that. That's not in the Bible. 
You can type it out on Facebook. It may seem cute and funny and, and you know, cutesy little saying, but it's not scripture. So do away with it. <laughs> Get real. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, next word, seek, and you will find. The word seek implies loss or missing. So think about it. Asking implies desire. The reason I ask is because I have a desire. The reason I seek for something is because I realize it's missing or that it's lost. I realize there's something that should be here and I don't have it. Maybe it's wisdom. James chapter 1, G, uh, the the apostle James moved on by the Holy Spirit. He's writing down the book of James that we now have in our Bible. And the Holy Spirit, through the apostle James, says that when you ask, if anyone lacks wisdom, excuse me, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it generously and does not upbraideth or or does not rebuke. You know, you're never going to go to the Lord in faith and ask of him of something he's promised and the Lord come at you like, "Why are you asking me for this? Get out of here." That's what upbraideth means. In fact, I'm curious. Uh, that's the King James version. There there's some there's just so many scriptures that I committed to memory in that King James phrase, but I understand we don't really use the word upbraideth. Um Verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. This is the New King James, so it's a little bit more contemporary language. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him without reproach. God's not going to beat you up for seeking. So you realize something's missing. I, I need wisdom. I don't know what to do. That's missing in my life. What do I do as a parent, as a husband, as a pastor, whatever you are, you know, what do you do? What do I do with this situation? The wisdom, the knowledge to navigate this situation is missing, so I'm going to seek for it. Well, why not go to the source of wisdom? Lord, I need wisdom. I need understanding for this. Now, seeking, there's a requirement to seeking. The requirement excuse me, the requirement to asking is desire. The requirement to seeking is with your whole heart. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 is an often quoted verse of Scripture, rightly so, speaking to, through the prophet Jeremiah, to Israel who is in captivity, but it shows the heart of God. Yes, this was a direct prophecy by the Holy Spirit, through Jeremiah, at an exhortation of the Holy Ghost to Israel, who is captive in Babylon. But we can see that God is not a respecter of persons. The book of Acts and Romans tells us that. And we can see this is the heart of the Lord. So go down to verse 12, same principle. We can see this is a principle. This is a, this is a kingdom rule. It's a kingdom law. Verse 12, then you will call upon me. And go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. With all your heart. You'll find me when you seek for me and search for me with all your heart. Seeking God, his wisdom, his understanding, is not a casual haphazard, maybe I do it a little bit today, forget about it tomorrow thing. Seeking 
God in His ways and His understanding. And receiving from God and seeking is something that requires everything in you. That's just the Christian life in general. The Christian walking and living for God requires everything of you. And so when you seek, understand you will find what you're looking for. But the seeking Jesus is talking about here is not like a casual look over. Have you ever done that? You know, you're looking for something in the house and you can't find it. You know, obviously I'm married. And so maybe I'm looking for it. My wife's looking for it, regardless of who it is. We're looking for Hey, you know, babe, I can't find, I don't know, the remote. You know, Naomi, my daughter, wants to watch something on TV. I can't find the remote. Where's it at? I've looked everywhere. Have you ever done this? I've looked everywhere. Did you look on the mantle where we put remotes? Oh, no, sorry. Right? Did I really look everywhere? No. Did I look with all my heart? With everything that was in me, did I search for that remote? No. I casually perused the living room. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about with everything that's in you, when you come and you seek out the things of God, you will find it. You will get what you've come for. Lastly, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Knock and it will be open to you. Knock implies need. Asking implies desire. Seeking implies loss or that something's missing. And knock, knocking implies a need. I want to go to Luke 11 to finish this up. Luke 11 verse 5. Jesus is teaching. Luke gives the same account of Matthew 6 on the model prayer, the Lord's prayer, the prayer that the disciples learn how to pray from Jesus. And then in Luke at verse 5, Jesus teaches on the importance of importunity or shamelessness or boldness, persistence in prayer. Verse 5, Jesus says this, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, which I don't know how you lend someone three loaves of bread because it's not like they're bringing them back, right? If you give me bread, I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to have to buy you more and bring it back. But nonetheless, <laughs> verse 6, For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. By custom, by Mosaic law, Hebrews are required to bring in those that are traveling at evening time so they have a place to stay and something to eat and to water their, their livestock that they're traveling on. Verse 7, And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut. Because it's late at night. The door's shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him this bread because he is his friend, that's relationship, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. When you knock... It's implying that there's a need. I have to have this. I must have this. This is what I see that God has said my life should be. This is where God says I should be at. This is where I'm at currently. But by faith, we're going to close that gap. And that's where the knocking takes place. Lord, I see this in the area of my life. This is where I want to be strengthened. I want to be strengthened in this area of my life. Uh, you, Lord, your, your word promises me this, healing in my body, a, a, a godly spouse, Children, whatever it is that you're believing God for, that's plainly promised to the believer. Lord, I'm knocking. 
This is what I have to have. And there's a connection, there's persistence that is connected to faith. It's not that I'm trying to, you know, make God do something. But faith doesn't let go until it receives. Just by definition of faith, you believe and consider it's done. Well, for how long? Until it's done. You lock into faith. And it's not like I'm trying to make God do something. I'm bending out. I can't make him do anything anyway. He's God. But there's a principle here that Jesus is showing that when you ask, when you seek, and when you knock, you do it with persistence. Because persistence in believing will bring about what you've asked for. And there's a shamelessness there. This guy that's going to his friend's house in the middle of the night to get bread for the visitor that's coming to his home, he's got to be shameless. He cannot consider that it's there's no regard of time, place, or person. He just, I've got to get this. I've got to get this bread for this person. It's really, honestly, it's a, it's a great teaching on intercessory prayer, praying for other people standing in the gap. I'm praying to the Father on behalf of someone else so that I can get heavenly bread for them. Andrew Murray has a powerful teaching on this. I believe, I may misspeak, but I believe it's called the Ministry of Intercession. In fact, I'm pretty certain of it now that I think about it. Andrew Murray, mighty man of God, South African minister, shook South Africa with, with the power of God's Word through writing books and teaching conferences. And he has a book called The Ministry of Intercession. It is such a good book to learn how to pray for other people. And he teaches on this. And man, it's so good. Because there's a persistence required to see breakthrough in people's lives. And so I'm going to finish with this. Finest Dake, Reverend Finest Dake, the author of the Dake Annotated Reference Bible, he made this statement about this passage of Scripture in Matthew 7. He says this, One must ask with confidence and humility, seek with care and application, and knock with earnestness and perseverance. And when you do that, you say, well, what happens when I do that? Well, Jesus told you, Matthew 7, 8, For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Hey, I'm thankful that you joined me for this wake-up call. I hope to catch you uh, this Thursday. Make sure you join in for a brand-new mini-series Who is this Jesus? Starting this Thursday on the Faith for My Generation podcast. I pray you have an awesome day that you're strengthened in the power of the Lord. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.